Welcome back to another episode of the Celtic Whiskey Pod with me, your host, Al Higgins. Last week, I was fortunate enough to attend a special tasting event of the new whiskies from the O'Shaughnessy Distillery Company, who are based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. An American distillery, which, of course, is headed by an Irishman and former Middleton master distiller, Brian Nation. It was a great night, and it was also clear from the attendees in the venue that there was a lot of curiosity about Brian's new venture and the first whiskey releases from them. The next day, I was able to catch up with Brian and Patrick O'Shaughnessy in the Celtic Whiskey Shop, which is where we recorded this episode. Most of you will be familiar with Brian's background, but if you are not, you should know that he was Master Distiller at Middleton during one of the most important phases of the company's history, as it saw a boom in sales of its core brand, Jameson, a renewed interest in the single pot still category, and also in super premium whiskies such as Middleton Very Rare. I'll let Brian and Patrick explain how they ended up working together. Listen on to hear about that and also to find out about their innovative new whiskies that are fittingly including both American and Irish whiskies in the blends. Now, unfortunately, we were very tight on time. And like I said, we had to record in the shop on Dawson Street. So while it may not be the best audio quality, it does kind of add an air of authenticity to the conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Cheers for now. Bye. You're listening to the Celtic Whiskey Pod. The home of unchill filtered conversation. Uh, a very warm welcome to Brian Nation and Patrick O'Shaughnessy from O'Shaughnessy Distilling Company, Minnesota. Uh, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you're traveling around Ireland like rock stars uh, from one date to the next, <laughs> uh, putting on a show every night. Legendary staffs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got to do a good intro. Uh, we're here recording in the Celtic Whiskey Shop, so there's a bit of background noise, but that all adds to the atmosphere. And um, we had an excellent tasting uh, last night in Lost Lane, um, which despite the football and other things, it was very well attended and uh, yeah, uh, well done on the tasting. Uh, so welcome, guys. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Great to be at the Celtic Whiskey Shop with you. Um, yeah, it's really good to see you back in Ireland. And uh, Yeah. Um, you're coming back soon. We'll maybe mention that at the end um, for Whiskey Live. We've got something to talk about there. We're attending yeah. Whiskey Live in, in May, or during May, and we're actually doing a masterclass on Keepers Heart on May 19th on Friday between 2 and 3. So looking forward to doing that and sharing uh, the story of Keepers Heart with as many people as possible. Well, speaking of the story, let's go and uh, let's hear about it because um, you had a, a very good um, way of telling everyone how it all happened uh, at the tasting last night. Um, first of all, how how did you come to moving across the water? What was the first point of contact and how did it all pan out? Well, I think the, the first point of contact was, would you believe a true LinkedIn message? And I leave Patrick kind of kick in here and tell that side of the story. Um, but it really was almost you know, something that has completely shocked me. If somebody said to me in 2018 <laughs> that I would have up sticks, left Irish distillers, brought my wife and kids to the beautiful weather of Minnesota, I'd have told them they were mad. But that's <laughs> what's happened. But when you get to hear Patrick O'Shaughnessy, you'll understand why. <laughs> uh, you know, for us, we uh, Irish family originally, uh, we've been over in America today, but back uh, in the home country from Galway Gort, family yeah. came over during the heart, the latter part of the potato famine, looking for a better opportunity. And like all families, just trying to stay connected, mm. kind of share our lives with each other. And we're kicking back, 
at a five year every five year family reunion. It's getting a little late night. What are we doing? We're <laughs> back some Irish whiskey. And of course, all the big decisions, all the good ideas come out uh, late in the, the night with a wee bit dram. And uh, just started to have this idea that we could maybe get into the whiskey business. We mm-hmm. kind of uh, just came to understand the really iconic past as a as a kind of an icon of uh, in the lexicon of, of whiskey that the Irish whiskey um his community has had, you know, dating back to kind of pre-prohibition, 80% of all the whiskey in the world. And of course, there's a true renaissance. And we just wanted to be a part of that journey. And so we, as Brian said, we found a way to reach out to <laughs> Brian through LinkedIn. And to my shock and surprise, he reached back and we just started a great conversation that continued to evolve. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's it start with a LinkedIn message, but then it followed on with a phone conversation. And that phone conversation sparked a, a little bit of interest, I'd say, but still not enough interest for me to, to come off the phone and say, oh, yeah, I definitely want to do this. <laughs> but Patrick said at the end of the call, we'd see each other in three months. Would I meet him for a drink? And I said, of course I would. But that quickly... Uh, Change from three months to two days when I came off the call. I got a text message to say it's it's actually being early in the two days when you meet me. So that was kind of well, all right, okay, we will. And then I was asked to bring my wife, who at this stage was thinking I was absolutely mad having any conversation with anybody else to go another distillery because simply you know there was no way I was going to leave Irish distillers or any or, or you know even attempt to learn it. Because I was born and reared in Cork, never lived outside of Cork. So it really was a big, big, going to be a big, massive move for me. Um, But then we met them and we met Patrick, we met Michael and we met Pat Michael's father, Jerry. And to be honest with you, you hear about these kind of cliched moments always. It was was instant connection. Because genuinely was a connection where we didn't speak about whiskey. It was the most comfortable I ever felt in talking to people that we'd never met before in, in a very, very short space of time. And it ended up being a five and a half hour meal. <laughs> so, so that when we left, my wife said to me, if we had no kids in the morning, I would move to Minneapolis. So that was Excellent. a good turnaround. You got the approval straight away. Exactly, so, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then it was full steam ahead until the pandemic. So you you were all set to go and yeah. you were... Um, uh, sat still in Cork with a bunch of sample bottles, I believe. Yeah, yeah. so well, basically in, in July 2020, um, I left Irish Distillers. And, you know, at that stage, the pandemic was in full swing. So we actually couldn't move. We couldn't move from Ireland to the US mm. because there was a risk that we wouldn't be able to get back. Or we actually weren't even able to get into the US because we didn't have our proper visas. So I worked from home for 12 months. And between Jan- July 2020 and January 2021, there was lots of different prototypes put together, starting off between 130 and 140 different prototypes of the blend, which basically needed to be whittled down over time in order <laughs> to uh, be happy that we're getting that perfect balance of Irish and American whiskey influences. So I was concerned about that simply because it was all Irish palates were actually bringing, were whittling down prototypes. Mm. My concern was we were going over to, to the US. Yeah. That was going to be our first market. It's also going to be our biggest market. So what if the American palate was that much different from the Irish palate that it wouldn't be accepted or it wouldn't be? Absolutely, uh, yeah. Like, so by January 2021, David, we, I, got a, I had the ability to travel. And David Perkins, who was the founder of High West Distillery, 
and really a maverick of American whiskey and really the guy to push the boundaries of American whiskey blending, yeah. actually had come on board as a liquid collaborator and investor. And I knew David for years. So it was great for him and others in America to start tasting the blends mm. and bringing the level of prototypes down as well. And ultimately, we got to two final prototypes for in April, and we brought the whole team together in the Ewing Hotel to actually um, make a decision on the final prototype and leave yeah. take it away from <laughs> Well, that was the biggest party the Ewing Hotel had seen. It, uh, we were in the lobby as a, as a whole team, and uh, there was a kind of crazy night. The curfew happened, so we got totally locked in. They pushed us up to the rooftop bar. <laughs> I've got graduated cylinders. There's a mad scientist vibe <laughs> going on here. And then they decided to literally open the rooftop spa, and now there's people in robes. I mean, literally, it was like a surreal experience. But as Brian said, you know, we were all there <laughs> together. Everybody was a part of the process, and it just felt right. We came out of there just thrilled, uh, and that just kind of was the kickoff moment for us. Uh, so that was you refining and, and defining the, the two whiskeys that we tasted uh, last night. Um, and they've been released in Ireland now, which is, is great to see. Um, talk to me a little bit about your, Brian, sort of your process of putting them together. Um, because you went into quite a lot of detail last night. You know, um, the styles of whiskey could be quite different to balance, you know, when you're talking about pot still and rye Absolutely. and everything. And I, I suppose from the outset, we gave ourselves three objectives, right? And number one, the objective was to create a great taste in whiskey. Sounds like an all brainer, but you have to start somewhere. Number two was the components that go into putting the whiskey together, that they all played a part in developing the overall flavor, complexity, and balance of the whiskey. And then number three was versatility, because you mm. know better than us. If you see the way people enjoy whiskey nowadays compared to 10, 15 years ago, the landscape yeah. has changed dramatically. The demographics changed dramatically. So gone is the day where people only enjoy their whiskey meat or on the rocks. They now like to experiment more with mm -hmm. it, do something, you know, in cocktails or be it in long drinks or whatever. So if you want to be a successful brand, you need to be play, successfully playing on. So they were very much at the forefront of our minds when we put the whiskeys together. And the process then began by looking at my initial idea was that it would be a pot still and a rye or a pot still and a bourbon. But... I couldn't get the, the the proportions to coexist or the two whiskies to coexist no matter what proportions you put together. Mm -hmm. And this is a big learning one for me because I would have thought that the rye or the bourbon would always outshine the pot still in, in certain proportions, but that wasn't the case. The pot still was taken over, the, the rye was taken over, and vice versa. And it was only the introduction of a small amount of grain whiskey that actually allowed two powerhouses to kind of coexist yeah. Overall, develop on the overall balance, flavor, and complexity mm -hmm. of the whiskey. So that was a big learning opportunity. And I think appreciating, appreciating the components and appreciating what each component was bringing to the whiskey was also part of the process that we, that we used when we used when we used as a team to be involved in the final decision on the two, the, the two prototypes. Because... Mm -hmm. That in itself gives you the knowledge and gives you the understanding of what each whiskey is bringing to the party. And I think that in itself is very, very important. Yeah. And um, how did they go down in, in America? You know, because you talked about the the possibility of your Irish palate yeah. not 
necessarily been a hit over there. So what's the reaction been like so far? So far, it's been fantastic. We we initially thought we would actually release five states in the U.S. in the first year. We actually released in 18 states in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So that in itself was a, was a big, big um, deal for us. It also turned out that in 2022, we were the most awarded in this week, which again was a fantastic achievement for our team. Yeah. And also in terms of the of its growth in year one, it's probably the fastest growing uh, craft whiskey for the last twenty five years. So that's something uh, uh, that's something that you know we didn't expect. We knew we had a good whiskey, but we didn't expect that there would be that quick of an uptake of the whiskey and that much love for it. But there has been, and even now since we've come to Ireland and actually started releasing in Ireland, any of the tastings we've done and people have got the opportunity to have a glass in hand and taste it, really, really were blown away by that. The extra dimension of flavour, taste, and aroma that you'd get from combining the two whisky, the two styles of whisky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they they are very interesting. I I do like the fact that you can pick out each component. The thing is, you, you... we're tasting them last night. You don't necessarily pick out the grain component, but you notice the pot still, and you notice the rye on on the first one we tried, and then you notice the pot still in the bourbon. And yeah. um, very interesting in that they they do cross over perfectly. Uh, they do, and and an interesting point here about you don't really get the influence of the grain whiskey, or you don't get a lot of the impact of the grain whiskey. I get more of the impact of the grain whiskey on the Irish plus bourbon, but. You know, the amounts of grain whiskey in each of the blends are, are relatively small. So mm-hmm. you're not getting a massive influence. It was really there in order to make sure that the other two components, which were the richness, the rich pots and the old bourbon or the, the spicy rye, were able to actually coexist. And yeah. that's what, that's the real impact of the grain whiskey. Um, so tell us about your trip to Ireland. This is obviously the, the launch of Keeper's Heart, uh, in Ireland and you're, being distributed by Byron Fitzwilliam. Fitzwilliam. And uh, you mentioned last night you're eventually going to have um, a dedicated um, rep for the brand in Ireland, which is a big step. That's a big investment, isn't it? It is a big investment, but like we're serious about launching in Ireland and we feel that, you know, we want to give Barry Fitzwilliam a- as much uh, help as they possibly can to ensure that we see the growth of Keeper's Heart Irish plus American whiskey here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very interested in putting somebody, the right person, in the market to make sure that they can build the advocacy, be it in off-licenses, be it in, in fantastic whiskey shops like this, but also in the on-premise to try and oh, absolutely. build the advocacy yeah. and drive people towards Keeper's Heart as yeah. taking out a drink of choice. Yeah, I think, you know, tasting last night, that is where you're going to probably see the most success is in behind the bars, yeah. especially um, the better cocktail bars where they make a really, you know, kick-ass Manhattan exactly. and uh, things like that. You know, who doesn't like a really well-made Manhattan with a good whiskey. And then, uh, and then the, the itinerary, Patrick put the itinerary together so he made sure we had no moment to spare. So yeah. I let Patrick take you through the itinerary for the week. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was almost two Up weeks. and down, so yeah. across. Well, I only had a, a one-week itinerary plan. Brian had it because he wanted to say hello to all of his friends. <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> so we're having a good fun around the, the country of Ireland. So we're, we're on our way to Galway and uh, Killarney. And, of course, you have to stop back to record because a lot of Brian's friends are down at Cork. And of course. And last time we were at Cork, so we're going to do it again. <laughs> and have there been any surprises along the way, you know, for you, particularly Patrick, um, coming back to Ireland? You've probably seen a few places you haven't been to before on this trip. 
we're we're I've certainly seen some new places, uh, and and most mostly the discovery of kind of the small you know pub culture all around Ireland is super exciting. I think what's what's amazing to me and and surprising is as Brian said, I think we knew we've got a great whiskey here. We're super excited how it's being received in America. But it was also, you know, just like that was a nerve-wracking, bite, nail-biting moment coming back to Ireland and figuring out how will how the Irish feel about the inclusion of bourbon or rye in a blend was something that we just weren't quite sure. And we've gotten such a warm welcome uh, from both influencers and the media and and folks behind the bar. Uh, it's just really great to see. And uh, it's off to a great, great start. Yeah. Um the future of your company and and whiskey um because you you guys are doing something that isn't necessarily it hasn't necessarily not been done before because we did talk last night about the there was uh, a one-off william jameson uh whiskey blended with bourbon way back in the pre-war years um which was called Irish American, I think, was it at the time? Well, and uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Jameson, Irish yeah. American. Um, but we're seeing across the whiskey world some sort of blurring of the boundaries, you know, where people are picking up on different styles. You know, the other companies doing um, pot still whiskey in in America. Um, what's the future of O'Shaughnessy distilling um, when you actually become at that stage where you can release your own liquid uh, from your own distillery? Yeah, well, one of the, as, as I said, the, the whiskies that are owned at the moment are all sourced whiskies. The Irish whiskey sourced from Great Northern Distillery and the American whiskey sourced from MGP in Indiana. At the distillery itself, we're actually laying down stocks of American whiskey distilled in the Irish style of triple copper pot distillation. So yeah. we're actually producing an American single pot still. We're producing a triple pot still rye and a triple pot still bourbon. They're all American whiskies. But they have that use of the pot distillation and the triple pot distillation that will bring its own different flavor and different uh, uh, delivery of overall complexity and balance mm -hmm. to a whiskey. We're also maturing using virgin American oak. So the American single pot still of course, matured in yeah. virgin, uh -huh. which, is, which is interesting. Yeah. And we've had to create a heavier style of pot distillate in order for it to be Absolutely. able to match against yeah. the Virgin American Oak. And that's been an interesting mm. an interesting trial. But to see that progressing at the moment, we're really excited to see the way it's maturing. And then with the in relation to the American Ryan, the Berman, their American style in so insofar as they're a Ryan a Berman and they fo they follow all of the TTB requirements, but they're triple pot distilled. So that yeah. itself will give them a different taste profile. So I think by 2027 you're gonna have five unique uh, whiskies on the market that really, really are pushing the boundaries of in innovation and also taking the best of, of different distilling traditions and styles and showcasing what can be done to, you're calling about blurring the lines, but it's not so much a blurring of the lines because we know we're still making American whiskey. Mm. You know, it's not, we're not pretending to be making Irish whiskey in America. We're yeah. actually making American <laughs> whiskey, but we're just using that traditional style of, of triple pot distillation to make it. Yeah. And do you, you're not just using virgin oak. You you have a like everyone else, I suppose these days. You have to have a whole in inventory of different cast types, and they're there to add some sort of 
exclusivity to the product and you know have some and we're we're doing that in a couple of ways so for the keepers heart irish plus american blend we're actually doing some different finishes on that on some single bars to really enhance keep the dna of keepers heart but enhance it with some different flavors like stout maple syrup beet mm. sauternes madeira lots of different types of barrels um, but then on the other side, we're also looking at for our distance that we're laying down, we're, we're using refill bars. And it was very interesting, big learning for me mm. was that when you were when you make a rye, you use virgin American oak bars. If you do the exact same process the whole way through, but you put it into a refill barrel, you can only call it whiskey made from a rye mash bill. Yeah. Which is, it sounds different, but it's still, it's still the same mash bill. I think refill barrels get a bad rap because if you're doing extended aging for a whiskey, like my, my favorite cast type is a refill sherry. Yeah, I think if you could get a refill sherry at 15 years old, you're in, you're in heaven. Um, and you know, virgin oak is tricky. Like, um, you can get some harshness from them and, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all around the timing. It's all around the, the quality of the brand. It's all around the level of char. You know, you've got lots, lots of things you to think about. Yeah, it's the same with any wood management program. As long as you've got a good quality control around the barrels that are coming in and the management of them, and ensuring that they're to the specification you want, I think you can more or less, if you get your distillate right, if you get your maturation conditions right, and if you get your barrel barrel uh, design right, barrel type and quality yeah. control program right, then you're going to create a great whiskey. Um, we saw some photographs last night of the distillery, and um, I think when when you first opened, I was on your website, and it was this amazing drone footage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a work of art in itself. Um, yeah. There was a, one of these incredible drone uh, journeys through the the distillery and as the drone got to a different person uh they were all doing something different you know <laughs> exactly. I, I i can only imagine it was like you know trying to shoot a feature film like, like, uh, to make sure everyone was in their station yeah, it wasn't one but, take <laughs> I'm, <laughs> but one footage just so that you know yeah. that was yeah one yeah sure it was amazing yeah. it really, really was <laughs> well i were uh yeah, the uh, first we've got to give a shout out to the to the drone maker Jay Bird Films. Just rocked it. It's, hmm. He's become literally an international sensation. There were a few pieces he did that literally put him into movie studios. Yeah, yeah. He's now all around the world. We're actually getting ready to announce a new partnership uh, on the whiskey front in a sports franchise over in, in Minnesota. I think it's, we're allowed to say it's it's going live right now, which is a partnership with the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, uh, and uh, the last sponsor for the twins was jack daniels so a little bit of a coup to kind of all right you know, yeah pulling the rug from under them but he's going to be shooting that again uh and then ultimately he's going to be shooting kind of the stadium and that whole announcement release but yeah we're we're super excited about the facility uh we had a great design team hmm. and they really focused on spaces that brought people together yeah. It's a nice lunch. Yeah. There's whiskey education. There's a tasting room. It's designed to create kind of a home. Like you're kind of a, the guest is an extension of our, Absolutely. Of our yeah. family, the team family. And so it's a warm, inviting atmosphere. And if the Irish folks here aren't afraid of a little bit of snow, come visit us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's exactly what you said there. Well, that's the way I kind of viewed it when I, when I saw the, the, the photographs. It looks like the kind of place you just want to hang out in. You know, it doesn't look... You know, some distilleries are like, yeah, okay, you go in the door, you're rushed through, and then you have a tasting, and then you're kicked out. But 
you know, I'd, I'd like to hang out there and just sit on the sofas and, and have a cocktail. Like <laughs> You see that when people come and visit us that they, they find it hard to leave the place yeah. because there's such, you know, it's it's a great, comfortable cocktail bars. There's some fantastic food and there's some amazing cocktails. So, you know, it really is the perfect uh, destination area, you know. So if great. you are in Minneapolis, please come visit. <laughs> look, look them up in Minneapolis. Yeah, it's not that cold in the winter, is it? According to Patrick O'Shaughnessy, it's not. <laughs> Global warming is coming to us. <laughs> uh, but you, you you get better summers than us here. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> in, in fairness to Minnesota, this is in for the distillery, but just to defend uh, Minnesota, it, we have beautiful summers, and, and we're a lake filled, you know, uh, state with the land of the cult, the land of yeah. the thousand lakes. So, Currently, are frozen. Mm-hmm. But Brian is going to learn to ice fish, so it's it's fine. Yeah, don't feel too bad for him. <laughs> um, so the future looks bright. Are there any sort of other future plans you can you can talk about? Obviously, we'll we'll be a few years down the road before we see your own liquid. Exactly. Um, so the earliest that we'd see our own liquid come will be probably late twenty four, early twenty twenty five. Um, but in the meantime, we're always looking at kind of different innovative ways of producing different distillate styles. I think, you know, I think there was a question asked last night, the, the current pots and mashable that we're using, is it is it all just malted barley and unmalted barley? Mm. Apparently it is. Yeah. So we will look at doing something with additional adjuncts in there to create a different Absolutely. base profile. Yeah. It. And there's always something we're looking for different style barrels to do some finishing. We're also looking at, you know, looking at different type barrels for finishing of the new distillate as well that we're producing. So, you know, there's always something going on. Yeah. Well, I look forward to to the moment when you you finally release yeah. Brian Nation's uh, whiskey. <laughs> Keep your yeah, whether your signature, <laughs> whether your signature on it, you know, yeah. we were si- signing away bottles last night. I'd say you got sore sore hand after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And you know, we're so appreciative of the amount of people that came last night. It's really showing the interest in what we're doing. To Patrick's point, we've done this a lot throughout the States and in, in, in the US where we've been talking about the whiskey. I have never been so nervous about talking about the brand since on only since I came here because mm. you know, coming back home, lots of people have known me for being involved with, with the brands that I was involved with. But now to come here with a brand that we're building from the ground up, you're always wondering yeah. and you're always concerned what are people going to think? And so far, the reaction has been great. Yeah, um, being a musician that that kind of resonates with me, and it's like uh, forming a new band. You know, you guys are the new band and no one's heard you yet. Yeah. And you're doing your first gigs in Ireland. Yeah. It, it, is, it is. It's like that and it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. Let's hope we, let's hope we, uh, we get some, uh, what's some, it, some hit songs. Yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> Um So, yeah, we mentioned at the start, uh, you are coming back. Um, yes. So Whiskey Live is on, on in May and it's the, 20th sort of 19th and 20th um of may and you guys are doing the master class on the 19th yeah. um so people can buy tickets for that at whiskeylivedublin.com and they are 10 euros each um but they also need to have a general admission uh, ticket so they're available to buy now it's for the friday afternoon session at 2 p.m so so really looking forward to that and really sharing the story of of the whiskey and of the journey and of what's next to come so hopefully to see lots of people there yeah i'm sure we will and uh yeah anyone that's listening get one of those tickets because uh 
it was great to hear you last night and taste the whiskey. So it's the, the whole package. So um, are you coming over as well, Patrick? Uh, I, oh, I hope so. I hope my wife is not listening. That's, All right. It's a long trip. I think she might need a break. So we'll see. I'd love to be here. <laughs> you could bring her as well. You know, exactly, that, yeah. Exactly. And yeah. two kids who are still in school, but maybe online school. Um, well, I wish you all the best for the future, and it's going to be a very interesting journey to to watch how how the whiskey brand uh, goes through Ireland. And uh, um, yeah, look forward to seeing you at Whiskey Live as well. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going to be there. So um, thanks for talking to me. I know your schedule's been really busy, so I really appreciate you talking to. Me. Cheers, you wouldn't miss it. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Thank Bye. you. You're listening to the Celtic Whiskey Pod. The home of unchill filtered conversation. Thanks to Patrick, Brian, and indeed the whole team at O'Shaughnessy Distillery for taking the time to visit us. Brian and perhaps Patrick will be back for Whiskey Live. And if you're going, then be sure to pick up a ticket for the masterclass. Just go to whiskeylivedublin.com. That's whiskey with the E. And you will find the Keeper's Heart Masterclass on the Masterclass page with a link to the purchasing site on universe.com. Note that you do also require a general admission ticket for the Friday to attend the Masterclass. We, of course, stock the two Keeper's Heart whiskies in the shop. Like Brian mentioned, the Irish plus American is a blend of pot still, grain and rye whiskies, whilst the Irish plus bourbon is a blend of pot still, grain and bourbon whiskies. They are both available at a very reasonable €50 per bottle. Just go to CelticWhiskeyShop.com and search for Keeper or Heart and they should pop up for you. That's all from me. Look out for another episode coming soon. Slauncher and bye for now.